All right, we're up. Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What's up with this new format, cousin Shane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in hiding right now. You know, I got 17 beers I got to ante up for. So uh, I, I want to go ahead and get that one out of the way. We had a fantastic weekend. Mizzou pulled off a big upset there, uh, ended up beating Kentucky by 17 points. And as the bet said, one beer per point. I'm a man of my word. So I'll be doing that Wednesday. We're going to live stream it. Uh, Mike's got some more details he's going to throw out here in a minute on it. Uh, but that way it could be fan interactive because, by God, by the time I get to the end of this thing, Mike, you know, you may be just cutting me off. <laughs> well, leave it to you, Shade, to tease everybody. I mean, that's all, that's all the comments are. 17 beers. How many is he deep, deep already? Yada, yada, yada. It uh, was well, all a big tease. Yeah, no. I'm going to do it. Uh, it's just to real, real, real talk. If you want to know, I got to go to the heart doctor tomorrow. I don't think a 17 <laughs> beer hungover is, is exactly what I need to roll in the doctor's office with. So it's not that I'm afraid of the beer. Lord knows this is uh, probably. I, I think my favorite comment was like, this is a win win for Shane, you know? <laughs> so. It well, how about was Samuel. He says seventeen beers. That that sounds about normal for cousin Shane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's just a normal Sunday, man. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So Sh- Shane will be doing it, just not on this episode, and and, yeah. and uh, he's obviously in a different locale as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, up in Gatlinburg. Yeah, my, my family's my, here and stuff too. You know, I don't know if sh- uh, the last <laughs> night I should be schmammered over here with my mom hanging out. You know. Michael Kelly says, oh, my God, Shane's doing his cardiologist a favor. <laughs> <laughs> SEC Hawk says, why do I keep putting my money where Shane's mouth is? Oh, so, man. Wh- what are we now, 1-11 now? 1-11, your- man. I, I, I thought the glasses, you know, as sophisticated as I look, I thought, hey, this is a new new chapter, and, and it'd be nice to be a winner and not a loser for once, you know? So right. I wouldn't have to do all these crazy bets, but – I'm watching that game unfold, and even you tweeted out, you know, like, "Oh my God, Kentucky looks looking good," or whatever you said, and and then all of a sudden it was like the Grim Reaper showed up and said, "Oh yeah, by the way, you got another loser coming." So yeah, that was uh, I, I can't, I just can't win. So I I don't know if you're on my bookie, if you're not. I mean, I mean, think how much money people could have been making just by picking the opposite of me. It's crazy. I know it, Shane. I know it. So, again, head on over to my bookie promo code, that SEC. That's the number one way to help the podcast stay independent and just make you a ton of money as long as Cousin Shane is locking teams up week in, week out. But, Shane, I, I, we have to start there. I mean, there's it, it's a hard place to figure out where to where to start. But, I, you know, I thought we were doing the beers, which we will get to. But, I, w- I do want to start with that game, Shane, since it was our dueling locks and Mizzou came up big, 38-21, on the road at Kentucky, Shane. Thoughts on this game for you? Because uh, for me, I mean, y- you had to have been thinking, looking good, man. Up 14-0 yeah. right out the gate. Devin Leary was even looking good. I I shared, uh, you know, Brady not cooking tonight. <laughs> he was struggling right yeah. off the bat. 
But, uh, Shane, it came down to a fake pump pass by uh, Luke Bauer, I think is his name. and mm-hmm. Fake pump pass. They score a touchdown, Mizzou does. They go on a 38-7 to run yeah. to end the game after that fake pump pass got them their first points of the ball game, Shane. Right before halftime, Missouri scored a touchdown. Come out the second half, Kentucky had a turnover. I mean, it yeah. was like, oh, my God. But like I said, Brady Cook, he started one of six, Shane. Yeah. That's when I said, hey, Brady, you're not cooking tonight. Uh-uh. Well, then he went 17 to 22 to close out the game. <laughs> I mean, he was red hot. Uh, how about, man, I don't know what in the hell is going on up there in Lexington, Shane, but, but Mark Stoops has been up there long enough. He's got a veteran staff, 14 penalties for 122 years. This is the most undisciplined Mark Stoops team I've ever seen in my life. And all of a sudden, Shane, We've got the Kentucky Wildcats are kind of spinning out of control. Right. Well, like you said, it was how it started and how it ended was like two different games. And and I thought, man, I, the fans, man, that place, I don't think it's been as I – I wasn't there, but I'm telling you on TV, brother, I tell you that place was <laughs> was jam-packed and rocking, brother. And then Ray came out, and I thought that's what we we're going to have, another little Florida game here. I thought Ray, this is going to be the Ray show. You know, Larry's not going to be expected to do too much and and just keep the chains going. But you're right, man. It all came down to one little piece of momentum, and that fake punt was it. Now, I've heard the the pass interference. I've seen them. I've seen it online, you know. But uh, Mizzou fans are quick to remind them about the time they were playing over there. So it's it's been back and forth, and uh, these fan bases, boy, they they were at each other's throats, but. But it turned out to be a hell of a game, and one Kentucky just could not shake it. I mean, it, this isn't – for me, It's this isn't a Stoops team for some reason. You know, it, it seems like the halftime adjustments, the, the you know, just coming out and, and, and fixing the problems, it's just – these problems just kept lingering through the quarters, and next thing you know, Mizzou just made it not a ball game. So kudos to them, and didn't even have to have Luther out there, which is crazy. <laughs> Comment of the night so far, Shane, from John Clow. Has Shane's wife started betting devil against his locks? I mean, that, <laughs> that's how you make your money right there. You make it all back right there. How do you think we afforded this trip, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so let me throw up, uh, Shane, Kentucky's remaining schedule. Because are we? how worried are we about Kentucky here? We've lost, what is it, 88 to yeah. 34 the last two weeks in SEC play. You do get two weeks to prepare for Tennessee, but and it is at home. I'll give them that. But Tennessee owns you. Yeah. At Mississippi State, I mean, they may need that one just to stop the bleeding. Alabama at home, at South Carolina, at Louisville. Yeah. What's your confidence level? I, you know, I'm not sitting here asking you to predict the record, but what's your confidence level that we can finish with, say, uh, I mean, we're what are we? We're two and two now in SEC play. What's your confidence level that Kentucky will finish the season with a winning record in SEC play? And how do they do that, Shane? They got to win more than they lose yeah. with Tennessee at home, at Mississippi State, Alabama at home, and at South Carolina. What's your confidence level that Kentucky can finish with a winning record in conference play? Mike, I still think there's a scenario that we end the season on a high note. You know, I, I'm not completely out on Kentucky here. Uh, you know, now now you look at that Alabama game and you're like, uh, you know, we kind of 
penciled that one in as a maybe. Tennessee, that could go either way. I, we're going to get to Tennessee here in a minute. That doesn't look like a, a, a maybe a threatening opponent as it's been in the past. Um, so Louisville at the tail end of that thing. South Carolina, you never know which one's going to show up. So you're looking at a lot of coin toss games. And, and and so to say that, you know, winning record, yeah, yeah, there's a really good shot they finished with the winning record. But I still do think that there's a small shot they end at a nine and a three. Or, you know, God, I mean, if you could you imagine 10 and two closing this thing out? Not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, a lot of people forget this loss real quick if it does. To answer your question, no, I cannot see that coming, Shade. I mean, I, I think the wheels are coming off here. I, that's how I, I look at look at I, Kentucky. Here, here's what's pissing me off, man. It's the small thing. It's the it's the details with Kentucky. It's the damn drops. Uh, you know, everybody wants to wants to get on Leary and shit, but when he does finally have a good one, we have a drop. What? Why? What's going on here? Why are we having so many? And I don't. And why is it continuing? It's not like these are new receivers. It's not right. like they've never played football before. And 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 I'm not putting all the pressure on one particular group. It's not a quarterback. It's not. It's not the wide receivers. Uh, it's not the defense. It's not the coaching. But every game, it's one of these things screwing up and causing them to to either have a game closer than it should be or creating a loss. So. I'm I'm worried about that, but I I do have faith in Mark Stoops that he can get this cleaned up, that he can get this turned around. But yeah, I you're talking about optimism. I'm saying best case scenario right now, we're looking at maybe nine wins at best. But right. worst worst case scenario, I still think they have a winning record. But now as for Mizzou, Shane, I mean I think this was just monumental because you you dropped last week, obviously, to LSU, your first loss. Sometimes yeah. that can beat you twice. And not only did they win convincingly by 17 points. Oh, I, I know you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. But, I mean, Brady Cook, again, I mean, he was actually. I ain't going to remember shit, man. 17? <laughs> you kidding? I, I won't remember anything past 12. <laughs> Brady Cook, he was accurate. But, he, you know, yeah. he didn't have, like, this 300-yard before. He had 167 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Cody Schrader only had 71 rushing yards. Uh, Luther Burden got banged up. He only had two catches for 15 yards. Yeah. I'm not calling them out. I'm saying our stars did not have a great day. Right. And we won a lopsided fashion in conference play, on the road, hostile environment. That has got me fired up for Missouri down the stretch. Let's, let's bring up their schedule. So they got South Carolina at home. Which is reeling right now, and they and they whooped them last year, and then what could be the game of the of the season in the SEC? Shane at Georgia, Tennessee at home, Florida at home, which is catching fire a little bit, and yeah. at Arkansas. So, um, I mean, you, as Kyle said in the in the mentions, I don't know if you saw it, Shane, but he said the one thing cousin Shane may have gotten right this year: Mizzou on a heater, Mizzou winning ten games. I mean. That is very realistic now that yeah. they uh, have won at Kentucky, don't you think? Absolutely, man. I mean, there, there's a – you could argue that they should be undefeated at this point. Uh, Mizzou's legit. Mizzou is one of the top-tier programs in the SEC right now. And it's – like you said, it's not just because of one dude. They're balanced. 
You know, I, I mean, look at Georgia. We're going to get to them here in a minute, but they lose their star tight end. You know, the world the world caves in on them. Luther goes down. They keep moving the ball. So that's what I love about this team is they've just got so many dynamic weapons, and they don't just need one or two players to to, to pull the pull the team. So, and, and the defense did just enough to create havoc on that side of the ball. They're just they're just like I said, all around complete program. And uh, a lot of Mizzou fans upset, but man, you know, I mean, I locked, I locked Kentucky down. You know what I'm saying? You should be happy. It looks like Shane's at the gun range, says uh, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That's a good one. Uh, and, oh, hey, Shane, we got. Uh... It does kind of look like that, don't it? <laughs> These damn glasses. Oh. We this is the best week yet of college. We got I think we got seven total to play, yeah. but uh, just just one to play right here. Uh, Mizzou fan Shane saying it's time to drink up, buddy. So let's kick it over to him. Cousin Shane, what are you doing, son? Seventeen beers. I'll be right here drinking them with you. M I Z, baby. Get back on the bandwagon. Seven and one going into Athens. Let's go, M I Z. So are you back on the bandwagon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never was <laughs> off of it, man. I really thought that this was going to be a close game. Yeah. And I just I, – I don't know. Something about it uh, last week, I just – I bought into it. I bought into the – you know, like, even though they got their ass kicked by Georgia, I, I, I'm i saying the same thing week and week and week again. It's like they're just missing this and they're just missing that. And if they could just right. – Piece it together because you know this fan base sees it. They know it. They, but yeah, is Leary as good as we thought he would be? No. You know, but is Ray Davis better than we thought he'd be? Absolutely. You know, so it's like it's a seesaw talent that's there at that program and that just can't put a complete game together. Yeah. All right, Shane, how about uh, the other game and, and arguably the best game of the weekend? That's kind of why I went with these two to lead the show. Florida goes on the road. Beat South Carolina 41-39. And, and really, you know, that old cliche, you steal victory out of the, the jaws of defeat, I think is what, what they say. I mean, that's what the Florida Gators did, buddy. They were down 10 points. I think you just made that up. No, I no. Think, I, oh, I'm, just, I mean, they, I'm sorry. They, they were down 10 with five minutes to go here. Yeah. And, man, just, just what a performance here. Graham Mertz, Ricky Pershaw. I, I think I would have to say Graham Mertz, Shane, my SEC player of the week, 423 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. But maybe he splits it with Ricky Pershaw, Shane, 10 catches on her 66 receiving yards and a touchdown. This, to go along, I, I don't know, which one's bigger, do you think, Shane, the Tennessee win or this one for Billy Napier? I'm, I'm kind of split on it, but, uh, I mean, this this was just an epic, epic performance that uh, – you know, you got to be on cloud nine if you're the Florida Gators because I can't imagine how confident you were late in this game, yet they kept battling, kept fighting, and they, they stole it right right out from under the Gamecock Nation. And, and boy, are they pissed all this at Sunday, which they should be. Yeah. No, I you ask which one's bigger. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think that this one is. Tennessee going down there to the swamp, you know, that was, that was a big game at that time, but – here we kind of had a, a, a program that we couldn't quite figure out. 
is are they legit? Are they really good? Or again, is this going to be a seesaw thing and and Billy not being able to win on the road? Going to Columbia is not easy. Going to Columbia at night is is almost impossible sometimes. And that's exactly what happened here. You know, their backs got against the wall. They were down 10, what was it? 10 points with 5 minutes left and mm-hmm. and, and they were able to orchestra. I mean, they got to 40 points. Now, you could Turn around and say, damn, this may be the worst South Carolina defense you've ever seen in your life, which maybe, maybe that's part of the reason. But but again, to have your back against the wall and and, and to come out with a victory somehow in Columbia, buddy, I'm 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 back on the Florida bandwagon here. Ooh. <laughs> Even but, though the defense, I mean Yeah, it don't matter. Defense don't, don't matter, Mike. <laughs> defense is overrated, unless you're Tennessee. But I, I, <laughs> right now, it's just putting more points on the board. And, and, and one thing that I saw about Florida that, that kind of pissed me off here the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. is not being able to stretch the field. And it was almost like a mission that Mertz wanted to get out here, stretch this field. Billy wanted to stretch this field. And it's going to open up those running lanes, which it did. This is a complete balanced attack on the offensive side. And I don't want to say – you know, it's 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 easy to kind of lose all the positive stuff on South Carolina. I mean, South Carolina was putting it to them. You yeah. know, uh, they, they had a hell of a performance. You know, they finally got a running game going, which is, you know, something we've not had in a while. Ironically, special teams was, was one of the things that kind of messed us up a little bit here. Uh, mm-hmm. But – but I'll say at the end of the day, man, it, this was just a great, great football game. To go f- back and forth from Tennessee and A&M to this, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, even as a Vol fan, I was like, I, I caught myself kind of watching the the just the firepower over there. Right, and you got to remember, Shane, this was the uh, number 13th scoring efficiency offense going against the number 14th scoring efficiency offense heading into this game. So it did not look that way at all. You're, you're right, it was back and forth. There was – few stops to be made in this ball game but yeah uh not so beamer ball on on this one punts (laughs) were were an issue an extra point that kind of kicked off some momentum for the florida gators late in this you know i don't know that 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 was a game decider by any means but it was uh you know it it made it a a 10 point game instead of an 11 point game so that that was a big moment um you know i've i know they're out, Shane. They're all out on Clayton White, the defensive coordinator for South Carolina. And I yeah. get it. They, they probably yeah. – I get it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and defend this performance. But I would also said something I said during – anybody missed it on the power ranking show. I mean, hell, South Carolina had multiple possessions on offense to one to, to keep the ball and, and close yeah. out the game and the other one to come back and put a score on the board and win it. But instead, we're playing – YOLO ball and just chucking it up and uh, just yeah. a, just an awful inter- interception by Spencer Rattler. But, I mean, I, he had 313 yards, four touchdowns. So he had a really good game, but you know that's one he wants back. But you just – you can't punt the ball with your arm, so to speak, and that's what he did late in the game. So, uh, and, and again, credit the Gators, Shane, only four of 15 on third downs. That You'll, you'll hardly ever win a game like that, but right. how they won it going three for four on fourth down. So – you want to reverse that. You want to be much more efficient on third down. But when the game on the line, Shane, Graham Mertz was making the plays. Spencer Rattler didn't. So, uh, again, Graham Mertz, we were dead wrong about him. And uh, not just us, but a lot of people. He he has been a revelation for Billy yeah. Napier. You know, it's, it's so funny because – 
One of the things I can't wait to do, Mike, is re-rank these quarterbacks at the end of the season, you know, because we all had our idea of where they would be on this list, and it's so funny. Here we got two of the ones that were lower on yours, and, and I'm watching this game saying, man, this is this is to the top five right here, easily in the SEC. Uh, at what Mertz has been able to do from where he came from to, to what he's doing now is just down, damn right impressive. I mean, we're talking some beautiful passes, man. It's progression. You know, we're going to get to some of these other games here in a minute. One of the things I always like to watch is that quarterback's eyes. You know, sometimes we got these guys out here that it's like, hey, if it's deep, we'll go deep. If not, we'll we'll just tuck and run. Right. But it's it's the progression that both of these quarterbacks can do, and they're looking at multiple, and then they're they're moving up the field trying to get get them chains moving. So it's just fantastic quarterback play, and that's why I love this game so much. If they had two more quarters of it, who knows who would have won this thing? Yeah, and I'm throwing up the schedule now for uh, people that are just listening later, but. Uh... We got two weeks to prepare for Georgia, Shane. I, I mean, obviously that's a, that's an uphill battle, but yeah. Brock Bowers. Let's let's hope and pray he's fine. I don't have an update, but he he got hurt because Vanderbilt did not return. So, uh, I, you know, again, I don't I don't think one player is going to define that game by any means. But you right now, Shane, and I see all the comments. Florida's going to lose out. Florida. I mean, tough stretch, Shane. Right. Arkansas after that at LSU at Missouri. And Florida State at home to I mean that's that's a gauntlet. I, I get yeah. it. But that's not what I want to focus on, Shane. I want to focus on the fact that we've reached the bye week. We're at we're just over the midway point for the Florida Gators, and they're number two in the SEC East right now. Yeah. Now, they don't crown you for what you do October fifteenth as we're sitting here recording, but I I think even the most diehard Florida fans would have taken that. And and they should have, Shane, given who they had to open with. So uh, I mean, I mean, this is there, you know, it's, it's not overly impressive at all of the times, but it, it doesn't matter, Shane. It, it just matters how you, you know, get those wins, especially on the road. That's, you never, never overlook a, a road win in conference right. play, particularly with the youngest team in the SEC. But, uh, this, this is pretty impressive. Don't you think? I think it's very impressive, man. And, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm back on that, that Florida wagon and it's just uh, this day and age, brother. It's it's tough to find efficient offenses and, and defenses on both sides. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. it's just almost not going to happen. And Florida keeps finding ways to grind and stay in there. You know, I've, I've already marked them off. I, Gator fans know that I've been off. I've been off that wagon since Lexington. You know, and then and then now I'm like, well, shit, maybe I was wrong, which I usually am, one in yeah. eleven. But but I, again, it's 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 when you're looking at the upcoming schedule if they can continue to do this. And one thing that I loved most about this Florida offense, not only them stretching it, but some other guys emerging. I I, I don't want to get their names right because I'm terrible at names. But Wilson, you know, that one drive with Boardingham himself, it, yep. it's like we, we've we not had that from Florida. It, it's, it's the running backs and Ricky. And we need some other talent to emerge, and, and we're starting to see that. Uh, that that uh, what's his name? The little fast kid that one guy, Trey to, Wilson. Yeah, man, that that little dude. If he could stay healthy, brother, uh, that that's another one that could really help him out. Can you, can you see the comments? <laughs> for, for anybody uh, just listening, it's Denver Gator says, damn, Cousin Shane back on the Florida wagon. No That's hope right. now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, I feel a lot coming, baby. <laughs> now, on the flip side, Shane, South Carolina, I mean, so I throw these schedules out every Sunday morning with the yeah. updated results and, and what will the projected record be. And 
the number one response, Shane, I hate to say it, but the number one response, and again, there's probably some haters mixed in there, so not necessarily Gamecock fans saying this, but the most popular response to what will South Carolina's record be following the Florida game is four and eight. And here's who South Carolina, so South Carolina right now, two and four, Mm -hmm. and here's who they got remaining at Mizzou, at A&M, Jacksonville State at home, Vanderbilt at home, Kentucky at home, Clemson at home. Mm-hmm. And I'll guarantee you, Shane, we'll have to do a bet here if if I'm wrong, but I guarantee you South Carolina, barring – let me put – I don't know if I can put asterisks on, on these bets, but barring a, a Spencer Rattler injury, yeah. we're, we're not going four and eight. We're, we're, we'll win at least five games. That's – that's a, I don't know how bold that is, but uh, I, I'm not done with South Carolina. Again, I'm, this was a back-and-forth game. Could have went either way. I I got more faith in, in Beamer and company. What what about you? Are you look at that again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. <laughs> problem I'm having, Mike, you know, is, is, is two of the games that you have to have, Mizzou right. and A&M, mm-hmm. are away. You know, I, I obviously, Jacksonville State, not going to be a problem. I sh- Vanderbilt shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. You are closing these games out at home, which I think is 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 pivotal, especially with that Kentucky matchup. But but again, you know, I, I I'm running these scenarios. If Mizzou has no problem getting through your defense, A and M has no problem getting through your defense. Hell, Vanderbilt, you can't. You saw how close they made that one with Florida there for a minute, or hell, Georgia, you know, even right. closer. Uh, Kentucky, I, these these teams have the ability to play offense, so mm-hmm. uh, it's the defense has got to tighten up. And if they don't, man, this could be a, a, a long uh, October. Is that what they call it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so, hey, you gave the kiss of death to Florida. Maybe South Carolina fans are saying, hey, at least because of Shane don't believe in us. That that give us something right there. But uh it's not it's not that I don't believe in him. I, I know, just, you know I'm what I'm saying. <laughs> but after the game, Shane, and a lot of people react to this, I think for good reason. But let's get your thoughts. Let's play the clip. Shane Beamer after the game. Uh these are not not very popular comments here. Shane, I know you haven't had a chance to really ingest it, but looking at the defense, just what did you see as the main problem out there? I saw the main problem, David. We call pressures and we don't run them. Uh, We play man coverage and and, uh, didn't do a great job of of keeping leverage. I mean, just in the first half alone, we we ran a pressure where the corner came and for some reason he stopped and we gave up an explosive pass because we didn't continue to run the pressure. Uh, We had another pressure call where we didn't run it. Uh, in the first half. We had a holding penalty in the secondary in the first half. Uh, We had another pressure on a third down backed up where we're going to be off the field in the first half, and we didn't execute it properly. Um, We talked to our guys about not jumping around the quarterback. We got we jumped and, and uh, got beat on a pump fake. We had an offsides on, in the first half. So just did not play clean football. And then at the end of the day, we had some calls that were perfect calls. We ran a edge pressure. If somebody said, hey, a team is getting ready to run a reverse – what would be the perfect call? You would bring both people off the edge. We did it. We had a perfect call sometimes, and um, their guy made the play, and we didn't. But we got good kids in that room. They're going to continue to make those plays. Um, we've got to continue to do a better job of coaching them and putting them in position uh, to make those plays. Shane, you know who that reminds me of? It reminds me of me on Feinbaum. It ain't my fault I picked a and to whoop <laughs> no. Alabama's It's Jimbo's fault, but uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that he's, I mean, 
He is. He's saying, well, hell, it's these players. We're That's exactly what he said. <laughs> we called it perfectly. They didn't they screwed it up. I mean The I real think- problem <laughs> is these twenty year olds out here, you know? I, like if I could get out there and do it, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you can't put that shit on the kids, you know what I'm saying? This is terrible. Ooh. Terrible and put. I, I love the fact I, I'm a big beamer fan and I love the fact, Shane, that he gets emotional because he cares. Yeah. Uh, but and he's this he's had many press conferences where he's said something he's probably regretted but i'm i'm with him all the way up to we called it perfect yeah <laughs> and they screwed it like you you can't be doing that you know what i mean like you say you you start off with i'm the head coach it's on me you know we we tried our best and, and we didn't do we failed them that's what you yeah. got to say you know what i mean yeah, my, John. John, used, our brother, my brother used to be like this. You know, you get in trouble. He gets in trouble, and then he wants to bring up shit that I did like six months ago. You know. <laughs> well, believe it or not, Shane, we had some Florida fans give us a ring after all the shit we've been talking. Uh, we got some good ones here, so uh, but they're all pretty short. Let's kick it over to this first one. Hey guys, well, it's kind of funny how much shit y'all were talking about Billy Napier. And then he goes around, we get all the naps we need, we get a lot of sleep, and then we win at South Carolina when Bimbo Fisher, who's 3-14 and 14 now on the road, goes and loses a bad Tennessee team that lost to Florida. Funny how that works, huh? <laughs> Funny how that works. I mean, he's 100% right. You know what? Yeah. Damn it. It's just sleep, man. That's all we need. <laughs> I've been messing this up, Mike. And then I really like this one. You'll like that. They even got the kids involved talking smack to us on this one. Mike, Cousin Shane, you guys didn't believe in Graham Mertz. They're going to build a statue for that guy next week. And also, Billy Napier, most boring coach in the SEC, but he's a winner. You ready? Go Gators! Go Wakey! Go Gators! Go Wakey! Go Gators, baby! They even got the kids throwing us shade. But... Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I'm back on it. I'm back on it, kiddos, you know? <laughs> and this, hey, my favorite thing, Shane, about SEC fandom, you know, I'm not saying the Gators were down. I know we were down. But yeah. you get a big win like this, you, you're feeling good, you're feeling great. All of a sudden, you're sitting here saying, man, six and six, that might be the maybe seven and five if things break right. Now we got fans out here saying, bring old Georgia. Uh, yeah, sorry to call so late, but uh, this is uh, Michael with the uh, Jacksonville uh, First Coast No More Homeless Pets. Uh, we are calling to confirm uh, Uga's uh, neutering on Saturday, October 28th at 3.30. Uh, you know, show up ready to go. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, go Gators. <laughs> Next game, Shane, at – well, not at, but in Jacksonville, of course. Oh, there's my Georgia – Georgia, Florida, they're going to have two weeks to prepare. I I think it's going to be a ball game. What about you? No, I, I – one second. My wife, she ain't going to want to be on TV here. Uh, I, I think this game has gotten a lot more interesting, brother. You know, this one right here, I, I think maybe they were having trouble selling tickets for, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But now right. – now you're seeing that this is the this is the SEC that we've been talking about, the chaos that mm. we've been talking about, that any given Saturday, 
anything could happen. We Here's a team we had marked off completely, and now you've got fans calling in thinking, hey, we've got a shot to beat Georgia. And yep. I'm, I'm right there with them. I think that if this Florida team that showed up this Saturday, if this Florida team that showed up with Tennessee shows up against Georgia, hell yeah, they can run with them. Yeah, and we'll get to Georgia in just a minute, but uh, of course, maybe it's just Vanderbilt. But let's we'll get to that one, Chad. We let's get to Tennessee defending uh, Neyland Stadium and and Gary Danielson's bad mouth bashing him, <laughs> bad mouth Gary down there beating the Aggies twenty to thirteen, and uh, just one of the more ugly games I've seen in in some time, Shane. But uh, I, I don't know. Where where do you go with this one, Shane? Because Tennis, I, I didn't think they could run the ball. Let, let's start with positive. Let's not be negative, Shane. Yeah. Let's start with the positive. I didn't think any chance that they would break, say, 150 rushing yards on the SEC's number one rushing attack or, or de- defense. But they had 232 rushing yards, Shane. They yeah. did whatever the hell they wanted. A&M's only given up 736 rushing yards in seven games all season long. I, and that counts of Tennessee's 232. So they went wild on him. Uh, but still, I mean, can't throw the ball, Shade. No. And I don't know if it's – I don't think it's all on Joe Milton. I don't think it's fair. But he was 11 for 22 of 100 yards. And he, he's missing throws. The receivers are dropping the ball. I mean, it's just – the whole thing like seems discombobulated. And, and at times he doesn't seem to have awareness of, of just running and picking up a couple yards – at other times, he doesn't seem to have awareness of where the, the first down is and, and where he needs to get to. Uh, but thank God Tennessee's got a running game, Shane. And, and thank God they got a defense because they have, in one offseason, Shane, gone from a, a defensive ground-and-pound team, and it, it's working. And if it continues to work, they'll continue to win. But yeah. the schedule ramps up significantly in the, in the weeks to come. Uh, what was your thought on your Vols getting the win 20-13? to 13? That was a close one. <laughs> it was almost it almost felt like which team wanted to lose less. You know, that right. this this was a very, very ugly game. I know A and M fans are pissed off and rightfully so because you had opportunities to put this thing away and you didn't. Joe Milton, you know, whatever. I, I get it. There's there's those of all fans they're split fifty fifty. There's those that like a win's a win. And there's like yeah, but then there's others that say, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this quarterback. And I'm I'm in that camp. I'm sorry, brother. You know, yeah, I am. I'm pumped up that Joe Milton can launch at 100 yards, but this time it took him an entire game to get to it, Mike. You know what I'm saying? In a right. Josh Heupel offense, when your rushing attack is doing exactly what they're doing, there was there was stupid boneheaded moves. I, his situational awareness is at a zero. You know, when when you've got a free play. When you get when you got somebody offsides and you could launch it down the field, you could run. You had an opportunity to get a first down, and, and for some reason you you don't you pull up. It, it's almost like we didn't decide decide this quarterback could run until they put in some quarterback runs toward the end of this game. And when they did, 
this is when Joe became very productive. You know, so it, it, if it's like he, he takes a moment to realize that he can be a mobile quarterback, and if he does that, that mobility opens up this entire offense and allows them to do more things, and that we're just not getting it done. But kudos to the Tennessee Volunteer defense on this one, brother. They lived in the backfield. Uh, Max Johnson, I swear, two weeks in a row, brother, he, he's pro- I mean, he is banged up easily the most injured or not injured, but most bruised up quarterback in the last two weeks. Right. And uh, let me sum this game up, Shane, the best I can uh, late, late in the game. I, I think it was Tennessee's final field goal, but it was when they intercepted Max Johnson and they returned it, I think to like the six yard line. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, by God, they didn't score on defense with that interception. Even if they kick this field goal and they go up seven, Tennessee's going to lose this game. Like, yeah. like it felt like they had to score a touchdown on that interception to to win this game. And what happened? They come out and they couldn't score a touchdown from the I think it was the six yard line, something like that. So, I mean, and I don't know if it's I don't think it's just me, Shane. It's it seems like Heupel does not have confidence in in, in Joe Milton. Am I wrong there? Well, I think it's wavering, you know. I, I think yeah. there's 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 obviously a little bit of that, especially when the game gets tight. You know, mm-hmm. I, I find that sometimes the play calling gets a little tight as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, I think Josh Apple is is doing the best he can with what he has. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not piling up on the kids. I can't get mad at Beamer for piling up on the kids and then me turn around. You know, Milton has got he's got the 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 ability to to take this team to the next level and it's like sometimes he forgets how good he is right and uh, so Vols time says i i think hypo just didn't want to put too much tape out there for saying <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that's that's smart that's smart it's these glasses you know <laughs> but a&m shade has now lost eight away games in a row oh how that's, about, yeah how about this stat shane i mean this is crazy and it I know people, you know, there's there's differences between these coaches. I get it, but this is still this is I have to say this. Kevin Sumlin Shane, 45 and 22 at AM. Yeah. Jimbo, 43-24. So he's got a worse record. And even in SEC play, Kevin Sumlin was 21 and 19. Jimbo 25 and 20. So a little bit better in SEC play, but what what the hell are we doing here, Shane? Um I, I mean this we're we're going backwards here if we're AM. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm at a loss here. Let's let's throw up a And M schedule too while we're at it. Now that we've got it updated here, but three losses next. You got two weeks to prepare at least. But you got South Carolina at Ole Miss, a place you you can't beat Kiffin. You never beat them. Mississippi State. That's a must win now. Hell, I think South Carolina's a must win. Abilene Christian and at LSU, which is heating up. Uh, I mean, at best, this looks like at very best, this looks like an eight and four, mm-hmm. seven and five type season, and uh, I I can't imagine there's a single Aggie that's that's fine with that. No, no, I mean they can't. How can you be fine? You know, nobody signed up for a seven year rebuild here, Mike. You know, <laughs> this, this should have been an undefeated season, just like last year. You know, that's what we signed up for, and. And making these same old damn excuses when everyone that watched this game, Mike, knew who the better team was. And and I'm a diehard Vol fan, but I'm going to tell you the truth right now. The best squad out there on that field did not win this game. Man, I'm telling you, A&M, when, when, I, when Gary Danielson starts making sense, 
you know, that's that's when you're like, damn, you know, maybe Jimbo isn't the guy. When you can't get a nice Smith the ball, when you can't get Evan Stewart the ball, when you can't find ways to move the football, you know, I'm not saying that Tennessee's defense, I'm trying not to discredit what they did because what they did was fantastic and they're the reason that they won this game. But I'm telling you right now, you have got to be infuriated, frustrated if you're a Texas Aggie fan right now because you could see what it can be. You just can't get to it. Yeah, and keep in mind, Shane, uh, credit Bobby Petrino, I would think. he They came out opening touchdown, went, uh, opening drive, went seven plays, 80 yards, touchdown. Yeah. And I was thinking, my guy, it's going to be a long day for them balls. They, they only scored six more points the rest of the game. You know what I mean? So it was, it was even yeah. worse considering that you scored right off the bat, and then, you, and then you basically did nothing the rest of the game. And, uh, man, I, I just – I don't. there's, there's only Jim, so many ways you can say it. This is a huge, you, disappointing season. Jimbo's name was, was on the top ten search thing on Twitter there, so that's never good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if you're coming away from a loss here. So, you keep saying must win, Mike. I think we're past that. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this – the the real scenario, real talk here for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jimbo gets fired mid season, but I don't think he's your coach next season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine that he is Shane. And we got some listeners that are right there with us, Shane. Uh, there were a lot of penalties in this game, a lot of missed face masks. I, I thought a lot of missed defensive pass interferences too. So it kind of went both ways. But them Aggie Shane, they wanted us to know how about these damn face masks. You guys think I got a nickel for every dumb, stupid, boneheaded penalty that Ian committed tonight? I could buy out that whale of a contract asking for a friend. (laughs) Go back to the buyout. You know what? Absolutely. We all do this. This It's the first thing I do. I blame the refs, you know? If I lose, if Tennessee would have lost this game, I would have brought up the pass interferences, you know? And I'd be talking about these stupid refs. But now I'm like, Eh, you know, I didn't see too much in there. No, I just can't. <laughs> I just see the face mask. Kind of blows my mind they didn't. They missed those. Now, if Jimbo says it's a game of inches, one more time. If I hear it's just a game of inches, it's just a game of inches. One more time from Jimbo Boomhauer Fisher, I'm gonna flip my shit. How about we work on halftime adjustments, Jimbo? Damn. Love the show. See you guys. <laughs> oh, man. And I feel bad for all, for all the Aggies that came out to Knoxville. It, I mean, there was a lot of them, too. They, yeah. they travel in force. You know what? Yeah, and a lot of them said they had a really good time, too, up to the point, you know, watching Jimbo squander that one. But the kid's right, man. That's that's one of the things that we keep pointing out is the adjustments, not just at halftime but throughout the game. Yeah. And it felt like Heupel and company did that. Jimbo failed to. It's like, hey, no, we're just going to keep jamming this square peg in this round hole and eventually it'll work. <laughs> well, no, you're flying back to College Station with another loss. Well, how about a comment here from Will Eubanks? How about that volunteer defense? So, so I, let, yeah. let me ask you this quick. Uh, are, are you, is it more about A&M's anemic offense or are you more impressed with this Tennessee defense and particularly the crowd? You know, that you can never – overstate yeah. how important home field advantage is in the SEC. I, you know, that also very impressive. Wh- no, who was you yeah. more impressed with, I guess? Tennessee defense. I, yeah. I, I thought I thought A&M had enough offense 
to to keep them more on their heels. But back to back, what they did with South Carolina, what I mean, these these boys have have turned over a new leaf, and and uh, like you said, it, it is an opportunity for them to. Sorry, I, just, I saw twenty bucks there. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, shoelace. Yeah, I just saw Big Mac flash in front of my face there, Mike. You know. <laughs> Uh, but but I will say this: uh, Tennessee Volunteer defense is playing out of their damn minds right now, and and I think that's what's so frustrating, man. Because if you could take this defense, last year's offense, we'd be winning a natty, maybe you know. But but we just can't all get on the same page. But I really do like the the progression they're having over there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Shane, uh, before we move on, real quick, got to remind the audience: we're brought to you by. My bookie, head on over to mybookie.ag today. Put in that promo code that SEC, and they're willing to give you what what they call the 200 cash bonus. Shane, 200 bucks instant cash to to wager with today with that promo code that SEC. And my goodness, Shane, the way that our picks are so awful, all you got to do is fade us. Head on over to mybookie.ag and use that promo code that SEC free 200 bucks. Put it on whoever Shane, well, fade Shane. And I mean, how else? How else? You're not going to get a, a, we can't call it a guarantee, but it's as close as you're going to get. You know what? <laughs> Absolutely. You you could be living a nicer life if you just fade me. Look, this <laughs> this would be my life right here, Mike. You see? <laughs> if, I, if I was the opposite, if I was 11 and 1, this is where I'd be filming this thing right now. <laughs> yeah. And also, don't forget, Shay, we're brought to you by the Rogue Shop. Head on over to theroguesshop.com. Put that promo code SEC in at the checkout. This is CBD. THC, Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta, you going to have a good time, Shane. <laughs> Jimbo needs to get you get on this rogueshop.com. This is actually a, a business out of the state of Texas, Shane, 100% legal. You spend over 100 bucks at the rogueshop.com, and they'll give you free shipping on your entire order. And, again, that promo code SEC gets you 10% off your entire order at this small business, veteran-owned, rogueshop.com, proud sponsor of the show. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off 
Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. But uh, all right, Shane. Moving on to man, we we also had some other barn burners in the SEC this weekend. How about Alabama, Shane? Mm-hmm. The dynasty here, holding on for dear life, twenty four twenty one. Arkansas gave them their best shot, Shane. And I I feel like if Arkansas had one more possession in this ball game, they would have won. It, it was that type of game. But credit Alabama's defense for stepping up late in the game, making the plays that, that had to be made. But Arkansas went on a 15 to nothing run there in the second half to to make this a very competitive ball game. And Arkansas actually kind, kind of – I thought they completely dominated, Shane, the first quarter yeah. to, to about a minute left. And then Jalen Milrow bombs a deep – I mean, you just cannot let Jalen Milrow bomb over your head. And let me, let me ask it to you this way, Shane, all this talk of Joe Milton, because I, I saw this online. I thought this was pretty interesting. Jalen Milrow, I think, is kind of who we thought Joe Milton could be. Yeah. And I don't even think it's it's debatable. I think Jalen Milrow is better than Joe Milton. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think so too, Mike. And, and you know, me and you talked a lot during this game. And, and, and I thought Arkansas uh, – I thought Arkansas was in it. But but they got – and I see, I see everybody online talking about it. Just too damn conservative, man. If yeah. you're in Tuscaloosa, you've got to you got to let that thing air out. You know what I'm saying? And and they just didn't. They they wanted to keep it close. Let's 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 get some field goals here. Try not to to make a bad mistake and and let Alabama run away with this thing. And 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 so I think that sluggish start is ultimately what lost this game for for Arkansas. But kudos to Alabama here. Uh, I really like this first half when they went when they when they started mul- going through them multiple running backs. It felt like Bama from from the two thousands. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, this is the team that I remember. This is the team we grew up watching. You know what I'm saying? Where it wasn't about Jalen, it wasn't about a quarterback. It was about one of the four running backs I wanted to hand the football off to, and I knew I was going to get ten fifteen out of it. But again, this game didn't quite play the way I think Nick Saban wanted it to, uh, and you could tell there at the end, Arkansas started scratching, getting back into it, something they've been doing for the last four damn weeks, and uh, they got close but did not get a win. Right, and in this game, to me, Shane, came down to uh, a key stat here, average yards per completion. Alabama, 23, so nearly 24, 23.8 yards per completion. Yeah. So they were hitting those bombs. Arkansas, on the other hand, 10.7. So that's not quite dink and dunk, but it's it just – and maybe it's a factor of, of Alabama's defense being so good, knowing that the uh, the offensive line's not going to hold up for very long. Hell, they, hit, they had four sacks on the game. But right. it, it it was kind of dink and dunk like you were saying. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was run left, run right, or let K.J. kind of bail us out. And he did, he did have one play, Shade. It was one of the most – Amazing plays you'll ever see in your life. We got uh, Nick Saban after the game was still dumbfounded that it happened, and, and he credited KJ all the way. But this was probably, and, and I mean, if you look at KJ's numbers, 150 yards, two touchdowns, that's probably not going to wow you. But yeah, it doesn't tell the story of this game, and and the drops and the lack of help he's getting, and the, I mean, there's, I don't know if it's. I know it's popular, Shane, to sit here and bash Dan Enos, and I'm not—I'm certainly not saying he's doing a great job by any means. But I think it's really hard to evaluate him when the offensive line can't hold up and we can't run the damn ball. Well, Mike, 
if you can't run the damn ball, then why are you running the damn ball when it's third and long? You know, so that's why we get mad at Dan Enos. It's not, it's not that it's not that he's a bad play caller. It's just situationally he does some dumb things, and and you're wondering, well, why did you think KJ Jefferson was going to get eight yards running this damn ball when he does got weapons, and and you know and that's what got him into the game later. What in this running game? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I just think you have to. You can't get too cons- – uh, I'm trying to – I'm searching for the word. You, you know, predictable, and you just can't – you just can't go all out passing because, again – No, I know. Yeah. They, they can't protect, and they don't ha- They don't have any game breakers at receiver either, Shane. This this ain't the last couple of years that aren't – they don't have a, a Traylon Burks out there. They don't have a, uh, a Hazelwood. You know what I mean? They just – they don't have those guys. So, I mean, I get it, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I keep going back to this, Shane. If they had one more possession – I think Arkansas yeah. would have stolen this game. I I really do. Yeah, and and again, I'm not completely out on on Alabama. I saw the the comment there, and he's correct. I mean, or she, whoever it was. This this is a team that is slowly building itself. You know, it's 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 not like I thought there was a light switch last week with Texas A and M, right? And we got to see a little bit of that at home. Jalen just kind of playing his game. But, you know, one thing that drives me nuts is is you'll notice when he plays, just like I was telling you about progression earlier, there's a lot of times he was looking for that deep ball, and if it wasn't there, he panicked. You know, it, it was later in the game when he started doing his progression, and, and I think Jalen's just – he's becoming a great quarterback. He's just not there yet. But mm-hmm. if this kid, by God, Mike, figures it out, Alabama's going to beat everybody. Hmm. Well, let's I'm telling you, right, Alabama will beat ever Georgia. It doesn't matter, brother. I'm telling you, if Jalen Tennessee, could, mm. oh yeah, LSU. I, I, why do you think I'm walking it down this week, Mike? <laughs> LSU's looking good at Kentucky. Oh, yeah. at Auburn. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah this, this is looking like a winnable schedule, no doubt. But I don't. Here's the thing. Remember, we talked about this, Shane, and I thought this was going to be a critical week. And we'll get to Georgia here in just a minute. But I thought for Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. After last week, being doubted by many people, myself obviously myself included, leading the charge on that, those teams responded like elite teams do. Mm-hmm. But I said, hey, watch these two this week. I think it'll tell us a lot about both of them. If they regress, I think that's a, that's a huge red flag. And they both did, Shane. Again, this was a 19-point spread. And I, yeah. I, I get it. That doesn't mean... You know that uh, that's a score prediction or or anything like that. But this was not a very clean game. Yeah, and you damn near lost it. And I I don't know. I'm I'm troubled by this. And and this to me looks like a football team that if you play like this against Tennessee, LSU, hell even Kentucky, and maybe even Auburn, you could lose all those games. Because yeah. hell, Arkansas is not. They're dead last in the West. This this is not. They're not a terrible team, but they're not right. a great team. You know what I mean? Where they may face a couple great teams here to close out. Yeah. No, I, I, I get everything you're saying. And and it's it's one of those teams that we keep saying, well, if this was the year, you're going to beat Alabama. And they keep doing games like this. That's why we keep saying it. You know what I'm saying? If right. if, if they would have played the first half or the second half like they did the first half, me mm-hmm. and you would be saying a different thing right now. We'd be saying Alabama is back. But – they leave that door open. 
that's what they do. They get a little too conservative, and I and I think they're letting teams kind of hang with them, and and instead, you know, we we talk about how the not how conservative Arkansas was playing. Alabama in that second half got pretty damn conservative. Yep, and it has got fans in a tiff here, Shane. We got uh, I think this is our last call here, Sam Pittman. Do you need a take after cousin Shane? Hey, Cousin Mike, Cousin Shane, this is Cousin Caleb, just a miserable Arkansas fan calling after this gut-punch loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's hard to tell what's worse, a 50-point blowout or sitting on my couch each week just waiting for that moment where I know I'm just going to get kicked right in the teeth. It's pain regardless. For Coach, um, I was calling because I was wanting to see if I can get uh, cousin Shane's eyeglass prescription. I think maybe we can give them old Sam and uh, see if he can make a few better decisions. Uh, love the podcast. Love what you guys do. Appreciate it. Go Hogs. <laughs> so how about it? Let me ask you this, Shane, what, kind of what he's going with there. Would you rather – I realize Tennessee, this is years ago, Shane, you had to suffer through this, but yeah. you've been through it. Would you rather, you know, whether it's the Dooley years, the Pruitt years, the Butch Jones, you've experienced it all. Would you rather just get killed, lose by 40 points to these elite teams, or would you rather, you know, a glimmer of hope? Maybe in that fourth quarter you say, oh, baby, it's going to happen, isn't it? And then, of course, it doesn't happen. Which yeah. which, which one hurts more? Uh, the close ones hurt. The, the close ones hurt more, you know, and you were talking about the, the decade of dysfunction. You know, I I think about the Florida matchups going into a lot of those thinking, hey, we're going to be close. This is uh, this is our year. And then you get like a close loss. You know, those those just hurt. They stick with you forever, man. Um, you know, the blowouts is like, eh, you know, you, you phased out. You're not going to the games anymore, <laughs> giving your tickets away to somebody at church. You know, it's like, that's, that's where you're at. But, uh, but no, I would rather have the close one and have that opportunity because again, there's that hope that you're watching this program. You're like, man, pull up their schedule again, Arkansas. You know, when you're looking at this schedule here, there are some very, very winnable games on the back half of this thing. And, you know, you've got Hunter coming out here, putting out the tweet. Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, FIU, Mizzou, there is a shot. There is an opportunity here for you to win every single game. And I'm not saying that this is just going to be icing on the cake and that this is going to complete your season and that you're going to look back and say, man, 2023 was great. But I don't think you look back at 23 as a shitty year. You know what I'm saying? So there is a real shot here. Uh, Wins Wins make you feel better. Wins get butts in the stands. So uh, you got five shots here. You got you're just going to have to close out strong. These close games have got to go away. You got to win these close games, right? And and thankfully, like you said, four of them at home. And again, I know Florida's heating up a little bit, Shane, but they're also the youngest team. And and yep. what do young teams do? They're inconsistent. Yep. So I'm not saying you will get Florida, but there's an opportunity there. Uh, one final coach comment, Shane. This is this is one of the best from Nick Saban in years, and this is on him referencing KJ Jefferson. Literally, just defender, clean shot, had him wrapped up, but then he didn't. You know, when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a fly's ass, I mean, 
a fly on a, a gnat on a cow's ass. I mean, that, 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 that was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. You know, when. <laughs> you can stick uh. your head up a bull's ass. Wait, no, how's that? You can stick. <laughs> I mess with you, coach. <laughs> All right, final one here, Shade. Uh, Georgia. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We got two more. Georgia. Same same thing though. Uh beat Vanderbilt 37 to 20. It was in Nashville, but of course, more Georgia fans on display than right. Vanderbilt fans. But um, you know, this one we we all expected Georgia to just roll the ball out and dominate. And not that they this was ever truly a competitive game, but I kind of got the sense it was gonna be a long day, Shane, when you know, what was the stat we were not not just us, but a lot of people were referencing. It had been five years since yeah. Vanderbilt scored an offensive touchdown on Georgia Bulldogs. They did it on the first possession, mm-hmm. and they did it on an explosive play. And it it goes back to what I was saying, Shane. Georgia, again, they won by seventeen points away from Athens. So, and we're grading Georgia on a curve because they're two time champs. They're number one, but this this was a little troubling to me, Shane, because late in the game, fourth quarter, it was thirty to twenty. Yeah, I guess Vanderbilt. So again, could they have won by 50, 60 points? I think they could have, but they were not locked in. Uh, Carson Beck had a really bad pick. I, I believe it was a pick six on top of it. So uh, I don't know. Thoughts on on Georgia kind of sleepwalking yet again um, in, in another conference game? Yeah, I on this one here, man. I I, I really do feel like that Kirby just wanted to get out of there. You know, obviously, we're going to talk about the Brock injury. That That's the one thing we were trying to avoid in this one was just get a victory, get the hell out of there. They, they're they really trying – they're leaning into this rushing game, Mike. They're trying to get that figured out. And, and I think that was the emphasis here. And naturally, it kept the game close just because a lot of people forget that Vanderbilt's got somewhat of a passing attack here, and they did – I put plenty of film study out there for Georgia to look at this week, but this the scoreboard was a little, dis, in my opinion, deceiving. I don't think that this was ever really a game, but uh, but it was just going to be that way anyway. That's that's exactly what Kirby wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right because now that Florida won, and you got two weeks to prepare, you get you get rested, you get yeah, you know, hopefully we get Brock Bowers back in the lineup. Great time. For the bye week, uh, when we get that crucial Florida game, because it is a rivalry, I, I get that it's not been overly competitive in recent years, but this is your this is your biggest rival here. Uh, I I think Kirby would much rather have again seventeen points. This is not like a complete struggle, but issues. He I think he would rather have issues arrive that they can correct, and I think he would rather Florida be feeling themselves coming off a big win going into this rivalry game so that they can have his players. Focus there, locked in for the game, but I I think it's going to be one hell of a game. Yep, I don't think people remember Shane because because it was such a inconsistent year for the Florida Gators, and, and Georgia just went on and, and beat the hell out of everybody. Yeah, but last year was a competitive ball game uh, deep into the third, if if memory serves. And uh, you know, at no point was was Florida really going to win that game, but they gave them their their best shot there for a little while, and it it was a it was an entertaining game, and and yet this. This in rivalry game, Shane, you just never know what can happen. And I know that's kind of cliche and all that, but I'm just saying, keep an eye on it. I, I think Florida could potentially give Georgia a real game here in Jacksonville in two weeks. 
Well, it's not just that one. I mean, when you look at that schedule, there's potentially two, four top twenty-five teams that they're gonna they're gonna face back to back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's gonna lead off with a big rivalry game, which you can never really judge. I mean, even last year it, it was tight for a minute. You know what I'm saying? There was some there was a few nervous Georgia fans there for a minute, so they probably won't admit to it. But uh, <laughs> this this one is is always going to be a fun matchup. But again, it is a I don't know if if Georgia plays like they do the next four games, like they did the first four games. You know, they, they, we may find a loss in there. You know what I'm saying? It could be either one of those four teams. So right. it's it's important, it's pivotal that that they kind of learn from some mistakes. They made some big mistakes this week, Mike, and and they could afford that against Vanderbilt. They may not be able to do that with the Gators. They may not be able to do that with a team like Ole Miss or Tennessee. So it, it, it is a it is very very important that they take that step forward. So, uh, and stay healthy because they're just now starting to get healthy. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have a, we have a brutal one with, uh, Brock. And look at this comment from Jacob Chase says, Florida barely beat a terrible South Carolina team, but Oh, how we forget Shane. I mean, did these Gamecocks not go down to Athens and have uh, a lead at halftime? And I mean, it was a 10 point ball game in Athens. So, how soon we forget that uh, George? I mean, Georgia's had their troubles with that same South Carolina team at home. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Shane. Again, I'm not crazy enough. I I know you can't even suspect that Georgia could have a competitive game. You get called out, but I'm just saying. I I think this one could be a little bit different story. I just want it to be a good game. You know, I mean, back in the day, this was the game. It decided right. a lot of things. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to – maybe that's it. Maybe we're just willing this to to be a competitive <laughs> ball game, you know. <laughs> yep. And then uh, final one here, Shane, LSU at home mm-hmm. just beats the brakes off Auburn. Uh-huh. 48-18 this is the one you should have locked up, Shane. I know. Uh, LSU had 17 points, Shane, before Auburn had a first down in this ball game, mm-hmm. and I thought not even the offense, which we already know is high flying and and running at a an elite le- a le- level with the passing game, and now they got the running game going too. Uh, but kind of the biggest takeaway for me, Shane, we got Harold Perkins going, and yeah. we seem to have put him back in a position to make plays, and boy was he making plays all across the field. Auburn had no answers for him. They had no answers for Jane Daniels in this offense. Big, big win. And again, I get it. Shane, we can't even win a 30-point SEC game and people say, well, hell, you didn't beat nobody. You beat Auburn. Yeah. My God, Auburn almost beat Georgia like two weeks ago. You don't like we we got to give credit where credit's due. And this was just a just a beatdown of epic proportions. And and LSU has suffered their fair share of defeats this season, but they're heating up at the right time. Yeah. Well, you know, we we tried to make this one a pretty one, but ugh, you know, it, it just got away from them. And and my my thing with especially Auburn, it's it's again, you're you got to be patient. There's going to be a game or two that maybe you sneak up, you make competitive like Georgia. You may mm-hmm. even beat somebody that you're not supposed to. But uh, this offense is is bad, brother. It's it's real bad, and it cannot afford to play from behind, you know, especially this season. So that's what it was. One of the best offense, if not the best offense in the SEC or the country right now is the LSU Tigers, and everybody tries to contain them. It, you just can't. So they're going to score a lot of points. They did again here, 48 points. It was just a, it was just a disaster for Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and I don't know if you caught this, Shane, but Hugh, Hugh nailed it. He said – 
hey, we got to, they're going to move the ball, but we've yeah. got to limit them to field goals. Well, LSU had six red zone trips. They came away with 34 points on those six <laughs> reds. And that that's how you come, but with a lopsided win in a game like this, Tiger Stadium at night. But, uh, he meant field goals, not extra points, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so next week, uh, LSU, we got Army, yep. and then we got two weeks to prepare for Ooh. Alabama, Florida at home, Georgia State at home, and all of a sudden a, a struggling A&M team at home. So they're all at home aside from the big, big showdown at Alabama. But, um, I mean, at, oh, well, Florida fans would disagree, but I think at the very worst – this is looking like a nine and three record. Uh, that, what, what's your confidence level that LSU can get to at least nine wins to to close out the regular season? Mike, I, I don't see why. Why are we saying ten's not possible here? I mean, I, I well because I've already talked trash about Bama. I can't, you know, what you, I mean? don't wanna, like, you don't want to double down. I'm leaving that to, to the November third show. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I just think that you're talking ceiling. There still, there's a chance that they that they win out here. I'm I'm not completely. Oh my God, what do we got over here? Shoelace Schooner, take- Schooner. He gave us a hundred bucks. Shane, when are you two taking over for fine ball? <laughs> <laughs> Since Oklahoma joins the conference, man, <laughs> he's he's now a sponsor for the show. He he pays more than any of our other sponsors. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But hey, I, I'm I, on the LSU side, man. I, I'm I'm still in it. I'm still in the camp. They still have a shot here to win out that Alabama LSU game. This that's the key. Is not overlooking anybody. Everybody wants to to talk. And hell, I keep going toward it myself. You know, uh, pull up that schedule one more time, Mike. For them LSU Tigers. Oh wait, they got Army. Yeah, they can overlook Army. <laughs> we're not going to war here. You know, we're just playing football. So I like LSU. Not prepare for that one, and and looking forward to the Alabama matchup. That was going to be awesome. How about uh, and they have two. Both those teams always have two weeks to prepare. So there's there's going to be a lot of anticipation. Yeah. Uh, unless Shane, unless some Tennessee Vols beat oh. Alabama. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Look at yeah. factor. But uh, let's look at uh, Auburn real quick. So you you get off three and zero start, feeling great. Reality set in three th- three losses in a row in conference play. But here's Shane. This this is the point of the season where we said, all right, this is where Auburn, if they're going to surprise some people, they're going to do it right here. Yep. Ole Miss at home, Lane Kiffin Bowl. This this is a big one for for Hugh that fan base. They are going to be fired up. Now they're going to be big favorite or underdogs. I get it, but. This is the ones. This is one they could steal. Mississippi State at home, at Vanderbilt, at Arkansas, New Mexico State, and Alabama to close out the regular season. Of course, let's let's just do away with the first half here. I'm just looking at that second half. Yeah, the final six games. What's your confidence level based on what we know about Auburn today? that Auburn can have a winning record just on that second portion. And again, if you're just listening to this later, that's Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, at Vanderbilt, at Arkansas, New Mexico State at home, and Alabama at home. What, what's your answer there, Shane? Whew, I would say 60% confident. I, yeah. I, I, I like Mississippi State. 
Vanderbilt. Just, uh, again, right off the top of my head here, I like Mississippi State, Vandy, and New Mexico. Okay, there's your three wins. I think it boils down to November 11th at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Is that a game that you can win? Absolutely. Right. Arkansas has fa- found many ways to lose these games. So uh, that's, that's I, I guess, kind of my swing right there, if you will. And, you know, the beauty of that, Shane, Auburn fans don't want to hear this. We, we've got high expectations. Yeah. But we don't need to have a winning record in that second half to make a bowl game. Yeah. And I, I think that's the real goal of, of year one under Hugh Freeze is you already got three in your back pocket. Find you three more. You have to assume New Mexico State is, is the fourth. So you just got to find two others. And, and, and Vanderbilt, Mississippi State seem realistic. Arkansas, maybe. So you you get that sixth one. I think you're looking pretty if you're yeah. the Auburn Tigers, don't you? Yeah, I do too. It's gonna be fun, man. But that's again, we say this every week that that's the kind of SEC football we have this year that you can't just pencil in a win. With any right. of these teams, you can't pencil in a loss because next thing you know, you're getting beat on the road. So I, 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 I that's what I love most about the season. And and the closer we get to the end of it, the more chaos that I think we're going to see. Now, final thing, Shane. I love to do these opening lines with you here. We we got some barn burners, Shane. Uh, let's start with the only non-SEC game. We're, we're going to war down okay. here. Army at LSU. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the opening spread? You think? Ooh, LSU thirty-eight. 25 you were close oh man can i lock down that one already no i'm just kidding how about old miss at auburn old miss at auburn old miss 17 oh baby you how many of those you twisted teas you've been drinking it's old miss minus five what oh okay. yeah how about uh, south carolina at missouri South Carolina at Missouri. Uh, let's go Mizzou. Four and a half. Eight. Okay. How about Mississippi State at Arkansas? Uh, Arkansas, seven. Ooh, very close. Nine. So you're, you're heating up, Shane. You're going to oh, nail yeah. this. You're oh, going to yeah. nail the final one, the big I game here. Tennessee uh-huh. at, all, at, at Alabama. Ugh. Tennessee 28. <laughs> huh? Oh, wait, no, that was A&M. Never mind, my bad. <laughs> Man, them Bama boys are going to kick your ass when they see you down there. I don't think you should go to Paul Feinbaum. But uh, I, I, I would say Bama, give me Bama 9. 10. So you, you about okay. nailed it right there. So, yeah, I, and I think that's – I can be honest with you, Shane. I think that's more about Nick Saban and Alabama. And mm-hmm. They know the betting public's always going to go Bama. But, uh, man, I think I think we're headed towards one hell of a ball game. And uh, wouldn't it be ironic, Shane, after all the shit I've talked, if old Josh Heupel was the one that drives that stake into Nick Saban's decaying dynasty <laughs> for the final time? You know what? You're going to say that every week till they win a national <laughs> championship, ain't you? <laughs> All right, buddy, uh, I know you're with the family. Anything else before we uh, uh, put a bow on this one? No, no, no. Just, again, be sure to get on there Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do some mailbag questions. Uh, Mike will get that out there, and we'll cover it. It'll be a fun show. So, uh, Mizzou fans, you better be there because I'm doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate everybody for showing up, particularly those on the YouTube comments. And, and Sooner Scoop. 
which is, uh, let me get his name real quick. Shoelace Sooner, especially you, my friend, for over a hundred bucks. My word, I think that's the biggest donation we've ever got. I'm going to go we, down here to the stampede now. <laughs> <laughs> we do appreciate each and every one of you and can't wait to see you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.